Living in the way of Jesus would be us doing the very same with other people, that we would meet others on their turf. Mm. And, you, and you can't do that if you're stuck behind the walls of your home right. or the walls of your church. You, you need to be with people in their spaces. Hey, welcome to the 50th episode of the In Doubt Podcast. I'm Isaac, your host. And it sounds like I'm really sick, but I'm, I'm not really. I, I just lost my voice and I sort of sound like Emma Stone, apparently. But we're just going to roll with it and I won't talk for very long. But anyways, it's exciting because this is our 50th episode. And, you know, for the past year, we've been able to talk about 30 different issues of life and faith. You know, pornography, worldviews, religions, dating, the gospel, social media, alcohol, marijuana, and the list goes on and on and on. And we've been able to talk to over 25 different Christian leaders across Canada and even the world. So a big thank you to our listeners and also a big thank you to Back to the Bible Canada, who is our biggest support as a ministry. Anyways, I'm really excited about today. Uh, we get to talk with Mark Coop. He's the executive director for the uh, Youth Unlimited in the greater Vancouver area. And he talks about how to live um, an incarnate life. And it, it kind of suits really well where we had this conversation because yesterday, or I should say Sunday, we all celebrated Christmas, Jesus coming down. And then Mark comes on now and he talks with me about how we can live lives that sort of resemble that same incarnate life that Jesus um, lived as well. Anyways, let's listen to the conversation with Mark Coop. Well, it's great to be with Mark Coop today in the studio. Uh, Mark is the executive director for Youth Unlimited in the greater Vancouver area. Thanks for coming on the show. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Isaac. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but we, we got together, I think it was a few months, two months ago at least, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we just started to chat. And as we were, you started to kind of get into this idea um, of living this christ like life, mm-hmm. but just very intentionally, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. sort of living this incarnate life. And uh, and I really enjoyed what you had to say. So um, I'd like to get into that conversation. But before we get there, uh, why don't you just first share a little bit about uh, who you are as a person. So, you know, if someone's listening that doesn't, has no idea who you are, they're like, okay, I understand who he is a little bit. And then also tell us what it's like to be the executive director for Youth Limited in the greater Vancouver area. Great. Well, first off, I'm a follower of Jesus. and that's good. Uh, good answer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got to get those in order. Yeah. And uh, I'm also a husband cool. and a father. I have two boys yeah. that are 13. I have a teenager in the home now, which is quite a wild ride Yeah. and fun. <laughs> I've worked with teenagers for so long. Now I actually have one yeah. that lives with me. So exciting. Uh, and I have a nine-year-old uh, son. And uh, so I'm you know, pretty busy with that. Yeah, for The whole sure. plan with my wife, Sherry, and I was to not be outnumbered. Okay. So we've managed to achieve that. So we can divide and conquer with our children. That's good. That's yes. good. Yeah. And, uh, and I live in, on the North Shore. Okay. Uh, in, a, in a community called Deep Cove. Okay. And I've been there uh, for uh, probably about, I guess, about eight years. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in Winnipeg. Right. That's and right, yeah. uh, started working with uh, an organization called Youth for Christ there. And uh, that led me to come out here and work with, particularly with skateboard kids initially. Mm. Um, And now I'm I'm, uh, 
the executive director of Greater Vancouver Youth Unlimited, which is a Youth for Christ uh, ministry. So, ministry yeah. yeah. And for those who you know, like have heard of Youth for Christ, uh, that ultimately started way back with B- Billy Graham, wasn't it? Yeah, way back. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and our chapter was established in 1947. Right, right. So this is like a established historic ministry. It is. Which yeah, is awesome. We've, we've been around for, yeah, yeah. quite a while. And uh, the work... It's, uh, it's evolved over time. Yeah. And I, it started initially with these huge rallies where mm. where uh, young people were encouraged to invite their friends and they would come and they'd hear people on yeah. stage share about uh, the gospel and yeah. and come to Jesus and meet him in that way. Yeah. And that was exciting. And, and there's... Uh, so there's still some of that that kind of happens through yeah. through different things, kind of like um, different programs. But essentially, it's become a lot more relational mm. and a lot of smaller groups and one-on-one yeah. with large group expressions as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I even personally, uh, when I was probably in grade, I think, nine or ten, I grew up in a Christian home and I started to struggle a little bit. And there's this guy from my church that my mom sort of connected me with. His name is Calvin. And he, he was working with Youth Unlimited for, mm-hmm. a, 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 for a while at that point. And uh, he like took me under his wing and he started taking me all these different little group session things and and uh he, you know we, we even played like uh action figures together here was right. this like grown man who's married who is like we were like playing it was weird it was like who is this guy like and he went skateboarding with me and all this kind of stuff which is so strange but he he's a huge part of of my life uh, uh of my my faith and uh even just to, uh, i guess just within a year in January, I, it was a privilege to have him standing next to me as I got married as well. So he's awesome. been a huge part uh, of my life. So I know even just personally, Youth Unlimited has been a huge, right. huge role in my life. So yeah, he he met you where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Which we want. It's all about exactly. Um, yeah. So like, I guess the first question is, what makes you like personally motivated uh, to really live like Jesus did? Because I feel like a lot of Christians. They, they say they're Christian or whatever, um, but the idea of really, you know, <laughs> serving the poor, let's say, all this kind of stuff, which Jesus really did do, they, they, that's uncomfortable, so they right. don't want to. So what motivates you uh, and what makes you so inclined to do that? Well, here's the thing. I don't actually want to live like Jesus. What I want to is I want his life to be lived in me mm. and I want it to be lived through me. Right. And I think there's a difference there because one, trying to live like Jesus him being God, yeah. Uh, that there's a striving that goes with that. Like mm. oh, I gotta be like Jesus. I gotta right. try to live like Jesus. I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta. Yeah. And on and on. And really, what he asks us to do is invite him in. Yeah. And then he will live his life in us and through us. Yeah. And that'll look like. Jesus, because yeah. it, it is him. Right. It's his life in us, living through us. It's less of, I have to do this. I need to do this. It's also self-centered, but now it's, I just got to let, gonna let exactly. him. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So there's, so there's a bit of a, a bit of a switch there, I right. think that needs to happen for right. us. And it's something that's um, happened for me. Yeah. But, and you know, we might get into this a little bit, but again, it's just taking yourself off center mm. and having Jesus at the center. Right. Because yeah. uh, we can't really do what he's asking us to do yeah. uh, without him right. in us and through <laughs> exactly. us. Like, yeah, yeah. It's and impossible. Exactly. And I, I want to get to that off-center thing because I think that's a good picture to have in our minds. But even going back to that first question again, if I can rephrase it then, like what, per, again, personally, what makes you even 
desire that right. life where Christ is living through you? So, great question. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, for me, I've personally been overwhelmed by Jesus' love. Mm. So that's something I've personally experienced. Yeah. And I've experienced his compassion mm-hmm. and I've experienced his grace in my life. And I know I'm a screw up and I know all that stuff. I know how I failed. I know um, what I've done. Yeah. And yet Jesus chooses to love me right. and he chooses to forgive me. Right. And that's kind of, that's an overwhelming to, to really let that sink in, yeah. knowing what we deserve and then what we get through him, yeah. um, you know, it's a, it's a game changer. Yeah. And so uh, I don't actually, in that I recognize I don't actually even have life mm. without his, his life in me. Right. And it's like the zombie, you know, craze. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I look at that, I go, those are walking dead people. Yeah. And yeah. In, in, a, in a spiritual sense, we, without the life blood of Jesus in us, without right. his life in us, we're kind of like walking dead people. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> and so having experienced this awakening yeah. um, through him, it's totally changed my life. Yeah. Uh, and I want to allow him to flow in me and through me. I don't want to, yeah. I don't, I don't want to push that down. Mm-hmm. I just want to do, uh, I just want to allow that to happen. So yeah. I want to be in his presence. I want to experience it. Yeah. And when you experience it, you can't hide it. No, that's right. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, like I think of just a random day, uh, even if I'm working or whatever, I, I can kind of tell when I'm sort of um, walking in the spirit, you could say, right? Mm-hmm. Or walking right. in the flesh, right? And you can, I can totally tell the difference. Do you feel the same way? Like in the sense of you can tell when you're kind of allowing the spirit to work. Yeah, you feel, you know, that our selfishness, right? It just creeps in yeah. so easily, <laughs> right? It just, uh, it just, it just happens. Like yeah. there's certain things. It's like I want this, or I yeah. want that, or I just want time to myself, and even things that are are good, but yeah. but uh, at the wrong time can yeah. be something that kind of is like you're moving. Jesus off center of your life. Yeah. And I want to get into that aspect. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause you did talk about living this off centered life. So pretty much, well, the question is, you know, for people that hear that and like, they want to say, well, what do you mean by living off centered? Right. Um, you know, what, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So there's this, you know, there's this word eccentric mm-hmm. and the, the word eccentric is actually comprised of two Greek words. One is ek, which is, means out of, mm. and then Kentron, which means center. Hmm. So out of center. So if you, when you put it together, it's ekentros, yeah. which which is the meaning is out of center. Interesting. And I believe an eccentric identity is one where the focal point of self is shifted from the center. Mm. And you know, if you uh, in science class, if you studied uh, you know astronomy and that kind of thing, you would have learned about Copernicus. Sure. And, you know, he made this daring suggestion that the earth was not actually at the center of of the universe. People were like, yeah, right. Of course it is. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was not a popular belief, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's saying something that's very unpopular Mm -hmm. and, and, but rather what he's saying is that the, the earth orbited around the sun. Right. So Copernicus is like the OG eccentric, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's like the first real eccentric. Yeah. This idea that we're not at the center, but mm. the sun is at the center, right? And uh, the Earth revolves around the sun, right? So I look at it this way: it's like if you're walking with Jesus, 
Yeah. You're called to live as an eccentric. Mm. So you're, you're, you're actually called to move yourself off center. Mm. And um, there's this great verse that uh, has just stuck with me yeah. for years and years, and it's uh, Galatians 2.20. Yeah. And it says, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Right. Right. And that's like, that's an eccentric it's reality. That focal point, putting it in Christ, saying, that's my life now. That's right. So I'm going to revolve around him. That's right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's not even my life to yeah. live anymore. Right. But it's his. What would you say to someone listening then? And, you know, they, they hear you say, you know, Galatians 2.20, it's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You know, if, if they're not feeling that, how, how do you get from there from where they are to there right where you've died and now christ is living in you right i think that's a huge question it is a huge question you know and i think you know there's probably a few aspects to it yeah one that comes to mind right away would be uh just coming clean Mm. like if you recognize something you know what i think yeah i'm kind of at the center everything's revolving around me yeah then if you recognize that, then you have some, you have a responsibility to do something with that. Yeah. You, I mean, you can either ignore it sure. or you can either like bring it, it's, it's, been, it's in the light. Yeah. So now what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where, you know, just coming clean with it, yeah. you know, confession would be a word, right? Yeah. To use in that, in that sense. And yeah. so come clean, come before God and just lay it before him and just say, this is the reality. Yeah. I see it now. Yeah. And thank you for showing me. Right. And it might suck to say this because it's going to be tough. Yeah. But help to change that in me. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be at the center. Yeah. It's not working. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. It's not. It's not ultimately a satisfying. Yeah. Uh, existence. There's. There's yeah. no. You know. There's nothing to really be gained of value in that. Yeah. Yeah. So help me. Uh, to live a different way that's good. and have you at the center. So it starts with confession, yeah, really. That's good. And, you know, as you say that, I'm just thinking of Paul in Philippians 3, where he kind of gives this list of things, right? If I did boast in the flesh, this is what I would boast. And he says all these different things. Hebrew of Hebrews, I was righteous according to the law, blah, blah, blah. But then he says that I, I count it all as loss right. for the sake of knowing Christ. Indeed, I count it all. I, I suffered the loss of all these things and count them as rubbish right. in order just to know Christ. Right. And I think even in that aspect, it's like, Man, once you let go of these things, confess those things, mm-hmm. um, it is going to be hard. Like even Paul says, I suffered the loss. It's going to be difficult, obviously. Absolutely. But then when you see it for what it is, it is rubbish. It's dung. It's nothing. It is. And then you get to know who Christ is. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's cool. Um, spe- speaking of Christ, though, I mean, we when we had our conversation a few months or a couple months ago, uh, the idea of just the incarnation obviously came mm-hmm. about. And this idea of being able to live an incarnate life modeled after Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- this is getting a little bit more into the practical side of things. Right. Y- you even shared some stories of even your own family and how mm-hmm. you guys really met people where they were at, even mm-hmm. when it was you know, really uncomfortable even. Mm-hmm. So, so w- w- I guess, what does it mean to live an incarnate life in a sense? Well, I like to, I'm a pretty simple guy and I like to look at things simply. I think we overcomplicate things too much. Hmm. And so when I look at the narrative um, in, 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 the, in the Bible and in the Gospels, yeah, I, see, I see God uh, meeting us on our turf. Hmm. Like I see him leaving the glory of, of heaven yeah. and meeting us in the, in the slime and yeah. in the messiness of our world. 
And I just, that's such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some people, that's like offensive. Yeah. How, how could God do that? Like uh, God, the God yeah. that I believe in could not do that. Yeah. You know, would not do that. Yeah. But that's the thing that separates um, Jesus from the other gods is that he came and met us on our turf. And so Jesus is, that living in the way of Jesus would be us doing the very same with people, other people, that we would meet others on their turf. Mm. And, you, and you can't do that if you're stuck behind the walls of your home right. or the walls of your church. You, you need to be with people in their spaces. Right. There's this idea of like the third space. You know, there's uh, the space where, you know, it's like on the show Cheers, you know, yeah, yeah. where that, the, the pub where everybody knows your name. Yeah. You know, it's like that space where they feel so comfortable. Yeah. They hang out and their friends are there. Sure. You know, we have these third spaces in our communities right. where just ordinary people are hanging out. Yeah. The, the soccer pitches and the restaurants and the coffee shops sure. and all of that. Yeah. And it's like, go and meet people where they're comfortable, go to them, you know, go meet someone that's on the street uh, and get to know them and and discover that they have a story uh, just like you do. They're real real people. So this idea that we're called to go and we need to be people who go, Mm -hmm. not expect people to come to us. Yeah, that's good. And also not expect to get anything back from them as well, right? I mean, Jesus didn't go down saying, well, I'm gonna give my life, but you guys better give me something as well. He went with just being ready to expect death, you know? Right. And I guess there's an aspect that when we go, you have to know that, oh, this could be very uncomfortable and it could be, it could hurt. Yeah. It, <laughs> but I'm going to do sure. it. Sure. I mean, yeah. this physically uncomfortable, yeah. but it's also going to cost you your life. Well, exactly. Right? Yeah. Is, yeah. Right? That's what we're saying is that, yeah. is that you're going to have to set aside your your selfishness, yeah. you know, in a sense. And, yeah. and it's a little bit like when you have the opportunity to get married, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of like you're on your own prior to that, but yeah. then you meet somebody that you have this love that's just dwelling up in you. Yeah. And so you commit yourself to that person. And now you find like, this is amazing, but it's also really difficult yeah. because we're inherently selfish. Yeah. And, and then you, you can't imagine that your love would grow any bigger than that. Right. And then, but if you have the, the, um, the privilege of having children, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm, I'm way more selfish than I yeah. thought I was. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, exactly. Like I had a friend who said, you know, when he found out that that my wife was pregnant, he's like, he's like, hey, congratulations, having children is the best possible inconvenience you could want. <laughs> you know, it's right. like having a kid's going to totally inconvenient your life, yeah. be yeah. an inconvenience to you. Yeah. Uh, but it's an opportunity to love and yeah. for your love to grow and expand. Right. Uh, and that's what it's like when you know, God gives us this love that mm-hmm. we can't, it, it's over, it's overwhelming yeah. and, and it spills out of us. It should. Yeah. And so that love is to be uh, shared with other people. Yeah. And when you do that, that's relationship and that's yeah. messy. Yeah. That's good. I think, you know, he- hearing you talk, some people are, um, you know, they, they haven't really gotten into a, uh, I don't know, a, a lifestyle or habit mm-hmm. of, of really kind of opening themselves up that way. Right. Like that's a new idea for them. Right. Um, so I guess the question is, is it something that, is it a discipline to be practiced hmm. in a sense of, um, obviously some Christians are more just extroverts and they sure. want to go and they, they have an evangelistic spirit sure. or just friendly spirit, whereas some are a little bit more reserved. Um, so I, I guess for those people that might be listening, right, is this is this something that can be like learned and practiced and like exercised and become built up? I believe I believe it is yeah. absolutely. I I think that um, I mean 
you know, if, if uh, for some it does maybe come more naturally, maybe it's a, there's a bit of personality that's wrapped up in, you know, extroverted, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose. So, um, however, um, what happens, so when you think about doing that, yeah. think about inviting someone in or going to meet somebody where they're at, somebody yeah. maybe you would never really talk to yeah. before, Um a little bit of fear is something that just creeps in right away. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I, I don't know what to say. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what to talk about. And what are they going to think about? What are they going to think about yeah. me? And, you know, all of that. So we have all these uh, questions yeah. that kind of um, build up a barrier between mm-hmm. us. And uh, it's good to be afraid, yeah. like in a sense that a healthy fear that, I can't do this on my own. It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's, that's what God, you know, that's what Jesus, that's why you need God in those yeah. situations. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but do you believe in a God who's big enough to help you overcome that fear? Right. And take a step, just one step closer. Yeah. And just say hello. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reality is it's like, it's not as scary. Yeah. Really as yeah. you think. Right. Because once you take one step and you put your toe in the water. Yeah. Um, it's cold at first, it's, you know, but it's sure. uncomfortable, yeah. but it yeah, warms yeah. up yeah. over time. Yeah, that's good. You know, and you've, and you've had this amazing opportunity to get to know people you would never have met before. Yeah, that's And, really and cool. you have friends who will teach you things about yourself, you know, in the area of like meeting someone who, um, you know, is maybe a bit down and out or somebody's a bit of a loner or that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, we think those people have nothing to offer us, mm. but really, uh, you know, when you're with the poor, and the needy and the broken, mm-hmm. you're going to learn about your own poverty yeah. and your own need and your own, yeah. you know, so you're going to learn and grow through that process. Yeah, that's good. So there's an actual exchange yeah. that's happening. It's beautiful. It's interesting as you, as you talk, I, I, I've thought a couple times of going back to high school and how cool it would be to go back to high school now with my more mature mind right. and be like, man, I, I'm not going to care about what people think about me, but I'm just going to go to all those people that were like left alone and like bullied and it'd be so much fun to just embrace them. Right. You know, I've thought about that. I'm like, oh, I missed that opportunity. And then one of my favorite movies, Schindler's List, I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah, at the very end, I mean, when he sees all the Jews that he saved, but then he looks at his car and his ring and he's like, I could have, I could have saved more. Right. I could have saved more. Right. And I guess what you're talking about right now is like, man, this is the prime opportunity. Even though you're not at the end, this is the opportunity now to make those decisions in your life to go. Live that incarnate life. Go and befriend. Go and evangelize. Go and do those things. Yes, the fear of man's there, but you can overcome it. Like you said, do you believe in a God that's bigger than that fear? Right. 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 That's good. That's really cool. Yeah. And 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 do it in an authentic way. Yeah. Don't go with, you know, this big agenda. Yeah. Like I'm the only reason I'm connecting with so and so. You know, this <laughs> sort of broken, hurting person, is to just evangelize them. Yeah. But go because. God loves them and he loves you. Yeah. And that person has value yeah. uh, and treat them with dignity and respect yeah. and get to know them. And in that relationship, it's, you know, at Youth Unlimited, we talk about three-story relationships. Hmm. And in that relationship, treat them like they're a book, like Donald Miller says, treat them like a book you can't wait to read. Hmm. Yeah. So treat somebody <laughs> that way, like, man, I want to know about you. I want to know your story. Yeah, in the good. process of doing that, they're going to ask you about your story at some yeah. point. Yeah. And then you share it, your story. You can't t- not talk about yeah. God because yeah. he's at the center of it. Well, exactly. Right. So yeah. that comes out. Yeah. So it's a natural process yeah. and, and it's, you know, and, and relational engagement is key. Yeah. You know, it's don't, it can't be forced. Yeah. Um, do it with dignity and respect. 
Have you, and I mean, I don't know if you do this with the staff that you oversee at Youth Unlimited or maybe just you and your family, but do you have any sort of practical sort of uh, almost exercises to like keep this as the, keep this important and the kind of a core center of your life? I mean, you've been doing it for so long now, so it's just so natural, but I'm just thinking of someone who's listening is like, I, I want to be more like that, uh, but I'm just so busy with school, ma- marriage, I got kids, like I just have no time. Like how can I actually make steps towards living this way? Yeah, I would say, um, and I have to remind myself of this all the time. Yeah, I would have to say it starts with prayer, mm. and it starts with just sitting and being still before God, yeah. and saying, "Where do I start?" Yeah, and uh, you know, break my heart for what breaks yours. Yeah, and that's where because it, it has to be a change of heart. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Yeah. Because either, because then it could just be like, oh, I you know, all right, I'm going into my Google Calendar. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna there. just yeah. gonna meet this person and and, and just be, have it really sort of pragmatic like yeah. like that. But I would start with prayer because God's probably saying something to you. Yeah, it's probably probably been speaking to you already. Yeah, and you haven't been still enough to listen. Yeah, and in the process of listening, He's gonna um, He's gonna give you a burden or a desire yeah. to reach or connect out. You know, to somebody. Yeah, you know, and maybe it's the kids across the street. Yeah, who are playing ball hockey. Right, and. They kind of been annoying you because you know what I mean. You're just <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to relax. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, hmm, yeah. So maybe he's gonna break your heart for those kids. Yeah. And you're gonna go out and play ball hockey, yeah. even though you'd rather, you know, read the newspaper. Yeah. Or, I don't know if people still do that, but no, anyway, probably not. No, that's a good point, though. And I think you know, whenever I I, I talk to someone and I ask them a, a more practical question in regards to any sort of uh, conversation or topic of conversation. The best answer every single time is it always starts with prayer. Right. <laughs> it's for anything. Right. Because uh, we have to be aligned in, uh, with the Lord right, right before, so our vertical relationship before our horizontal uh, relationships. Um, hey, Mark, if people want to know more about, you know, let's say, Youth Unlimited or the work that you do, is there any, like, do, is there anywhere they can go or yeah. something like that? So we have a website. Okay. Uh, it's, it's www. <laughs> that's good. Youth, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Youthunlimited.com. Okay. Uh, so that's a good place to go. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I would start there. You can just connect through that yeah. way. That's yeah. great. And then, you know, there's, uh, you know, if you're not in the greater Vancouver area, uh, there's Youth Unlimited chapters across Canada. All across Canada, Youth yeah. for Christ is all across Canada. So yeah. uh, it's yfccanada.org. That's awesome. And you can always, you know, Google that stuff and find, find, find things that way. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Well, great. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Mark, for coming to the studio today and just talking with me. It's been great. Thank you, Isaac. It's been a privilege. That was my conversation with Mark Coop. And obviously, you know now that uh, we did not record this in the same day. That was a little bit before. I, I got a little bit sick and then I lost my voice. But anyways, that wraps up the last Indout podcast for 2016. If you want to connect with us further, please head to our website at indout.ca. You can visit us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those different places. If you have something to tell us or comment or whatever, you can also email us at info at Well, I'm Isaac. And to kick off our new year of 2017, We have the great privilege of chatting with Tim Mackey from The Bible Project on how to study your Bible. See you then. The Indoubt Podcast is a part of Back to the Bible Canada's young adult ministry, Indoubt. All of Back to the Bible Canada's ministry programs and resources are created for the purpose of leading people forward in their walk with Jesus every day. For more information on all things Back to the Bible Canada, visit backtothebible.ca.